0: Absolute sports betting degeneracy.
1: Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Wednesday, and and there's no NFL
2: today, Max. I don't know what to do. Well, I mean, there's bound to be NFL talk, at least, because there was a Tuesday night game, so uh, we could talk about the Tuesday night game, which would then be NFL for today, but there's no NFL tomorrow, so we're kind of... (laughs) It's weird. I mean, is that wasn't NFL supposed to be every day? Didn't they say that it's gonna be every day of NFL? All these uh COVID reschedules, they're just gonna, you know, NFL 7 Um, the schedule is getting kind of funky though. Yeah. I, I, I tell you, man, I was looking at what they're doing, a couple teams, uh, mostly in the AFC East, uh getting the, the short end of the stick here. But one one of those is the Jets, and, and they don't care, like, <laughs> you know, like really at this point. Uh, after uh, making the move they made yesterday, this, this is just a team in full tank mode. Uh, you know, they're already talking about, you know, how they're going to trade Sam Darnold for a bag of beans and, mm. and hopefully uh, get something for him. But, yeah, uh, interesting Tuesday night game. Uh, went exactly how we all imagined it going. Ooh
3: panther Uh, well well that tuesday night game 50 percent of it lived up to the expectations um (laughs) there kind of was no defense played but man buffalo's got a problem and that problem is their defense i'm gonna do i'm gonna do almost the unthinkable this i'm gonna add an insult here because we're big believers in buffalo we like josh allen we like what they're doing but are they really any different than the Falcons, the Vikings, the Cowboys, the Seahawks? I mean, they can score, and they're giving them up in chunks. And they're not even close to what they were last year on the defensive side of the ball. So uh, I'm sure we'll dig a little deeper into that game. Um, we definitely got some Jets and Le'Veon Bell stuff to talk about. Baseball to cover. And Max and I, I mean, we get the original three-headed monster uh we're missing another Gen today
1: yeah no rich today he's, he's out uh yeah i'm not gonna make a joke or anything he's out you want to talk about levy on bell now let's do it
2: yeah might as well yeah. um so i mean here's a guy forced his way out of pittsburgh trying to get a big deal the big deal i would say that he was looking for didn't come settled for a okay deal with the jets uh this is what a year and a half into the relationship and it's completely soured. Uh Adam Gase was against signing Le'Veon Bell. And you gotta remember this. This this was a signing that was done by Mike McCagnan, the former GM of the Jets, who signed Le'Veon Bell and then was promptly fired a couple of months after. So this is a guy that Gase did not want. He's a guy that, you know, Gase didn't use. He's a guy that's been injured. He's a guy that was even when he was on Pittsburgh, he was just disgruntled and wasn't this, this great guy to have in the locker room. Between Bell and Antonio Brown, I'm surprised that that team functioned at all. That's just a testament to great coaching there in Pittsburgh. Um, but So now he, he's available, and we're eyeing up teams that should get him. And there's multiple teams out there, and Panther's going to cover some teams that, that he thinks should get him. But there's only one team, one team that should... Do what they need to do, and has the cap space to get him. And if they don't do it, then possibly my chances of having an over might be impacted.
0: <laughs> and that is, is the
2: Chicago Bears. The yeah. Chicago Bears <laughs> need to get Le'Veon Bell. That is the no brainer of the century here. They need running. They need a running game. I know that there's some other teams that are looking, you know, because of injuries and so forth. I don't care. I don't care. The Bears have to get Le'Veon Bell. I don't care if he's he's playing every other game, if 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 he's he's going up bowling with 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 you know on on work nights. I don't care what the hell he's doing. The Bears need to get Le'Veon Bell. Panther, what do you think?
3: Uh, the Chicago Bears are the top of the list. Yeah. Uh, they really haven't had an effective running game since Matt Forte went to the aforementioned Jets. Um, but, he, you know, the thing about Le'Veon Bell is he really hasn't been a viable player since 2017. He sat out all of 2018, and, you know, last year was good for about 800 yards. He comes with an $8 million injury clause for his 2021 uh, year, uh, which is why the, the uh, his agent contacted 31 teams, and nobody would take on that contract. So there's going to be... Some kind of redoing of the contract. Uh, somebody will sign. I do believe somebody will sign him. I agree with Max. Chicago makes the most sense. They're way in over their head with their four and one record. They're not that good. But you add a Le'Veon Bell, I might give them just a little bit more credibility because they'll have at least some kind of explosiveness on that team. The other two teams that I like that could use him. The 49ers can't seem to get out of their own way offensively and in their running game and the Arizona Cardinals, the Kenyon Drake experiment isn't exactly going as planned. What say you with those two possibilities?
2: D- those were the next two on my list as well. But I, I, I didn't even want to bother mentioning them because if he, if he doesn't end up on the Chicago bears, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> I have a lot vested on the bears. Yeah, you, do. you do. My <laughs> reputation is on the line with the bears. And so I far, too, I,
3: I buried them
2: <laughs> <laughs> so far it's paying off. They've got a 56% chance of making the playoffs at four and one. You, and again, you add Le'Veon Bell. He's not going to be the Lord and Savior. He's not going to be the answer. But th- this team doesn't need an answer. They need just an, a, an aspect another to that. that yeah, they need, need another piece. That's what they're looking for. Yeah, you telling me that Nick Foles is the answer. No, he's not the answer. He's a better answer than Mitch Trubisky. We yeah. know how this team's going to win. That defense is really, really good. And what they got to do is score enough points to stay in games. They got to move the ball and not turn it over. Nick Foles is your guy. You don't want to turn the ball over. He's not that turnover machine. He can manage the game. He can do so. And now, if a team has to worry somewhat about your run at all, I mean, he's not, he's not putting up huge you know, uh, uh, yards per carry, but that Jets offensive line is awful. That Bears offensive line, not so bad. No,
1: I like both of those plays. I like them a lot. W- what about the Patriots? They love grabbing, you know, over the hill players on the cheap for one year, apparently.
2: I, I don't think I don't think no? the Patriots do. Yeah, I think the Patriots are, are, I won't say set at running back, but I think there's too much risk and little reward in bringing in someone like Le'Veon Bell into that locker room. I get it. Bill's Bill, and he's done it before, and he's brought in, you know, Randy Moss Randy, and, yeah. and, and Antonio Brown and all that. Um I I think that the the running back situation for uh, New England is is quite fine. I think they have a plethora of running. How Rex Burkhead is still in this league is beyond me, but he's he's still there when you need a touchdown. And still go, chugging along. They, you know, got, honestly, I think I think the Chiefs need uh, uh, Rex Burkhead. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. <laughs> I think that's what the Chiefs need because uh, I know that people have been joking about Bell going to KC uh, uh, as well uh, because the fact that Hilaric just can't seem him in, in, the, in the red zone to score a touchdown.
1: Yeah. Well, Panther, I don't know if you know, if you want to talk about it, but the Chiefs did inquire about Bell when he was a free agent.
2: Well,
3: he's, he's an Andy Reid kind of player, right? Yeah. He, he loves his pass-catching running backs. So Le'Veon Bell, but he's also shies away from locker room cancers, and Bell's reputation in the locker room and with his teammates hasn't been the best. So uh, I'm not sure where that inquiry ended. Um, from, a, from an on-field standpoint, Bell makes sense, but um, in the locker room and off the field, I can see Andy Reid being kind of hesitant. Another team that really doesn't, isn't situated with the running back, and they're kind of like New England, got a whole bunch of running backs, that nothing to really hang your hat on. As those Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they've been stockpiling running backs for uh, Tom Brady's final run. I wonder if they might make an inquiry here.
2: I think so. I, I think Tampa Bay is another team that's in play here. Uh, Leonard Fournette is injured. Um, Jones is, is not uh, anything to hang your hat on. Oh, uh, man. Uh, McCoy is been- probably. Missing yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, yeah, th- th- that could be a team. Um, but, but going back to the Andy Reid thing, and then going back to to how Le'Veon Bell could fit there. um Can you can you honestly say that Le'Veon Bell is a locker room cancer when Adam Gase is your coach? Isn't the cancer the head coach at that point? Isn't he just kind of like a tumor off on the side? <laughs> I mean, the real cancer in that locker room for the Jets is Adam Gase.
1: Right, right. It's not a. He's not. There's no cancer there. It's more of like an autoimmune disease. The team right, is attacking right, itself, right. eating itself. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah. No, no.
3: no I, I, I wasn't pinning that one on him, but I'm taking it all the way back to the the Pittsburgh
2: fiasco. You know. And, and you brought up Antonio that, Brown. That was just money, like, though. That was just money. Yeah, with that was money. Well, but really. I, I, <laughs> well, no. I'm just saying that, that all that was was about money. That's all that was with him. Because in the locker, he said, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, to his coach until it came time to get paid. And then he's like, I'm running back. My window's short. You guys keep franchising tagging me. This pisses me off. I want money. So I, I, I don't necessarily fault him for that one.
3: If they, you know, if, if Kansas City, I don't know how high you are on Williams, but if they were to sign Le'Veon Bell, I mean, this, this could be his big quest You'd probably take a hit, if you would, to chase down a championship. It, like you said, his window's getting smaller. Um, it, I don't know if Kansas City's interested here or not, but their name did surface, although I didn't put him too high on the list. But it would make sense uh, for Kansas City to get somebody to back up Clyde
1: Edwards-Hilaire. They've got a little bit of cap space this season, I think. Not not a whole lot. So, I mean, it could Jets, happen.
2: Jets still owe him money. The Jets, he, the Jets still owe him money. They're taking a huge cap hit here. He, he can sign a small deal and still get paid because okay. the Jets are still going to be paying him no matter where he signs at. Jeez.
3: Yeah, and that's why they dumped him here. They didn't go all the way to the no- November 3rd deadline. If he was still on the roster tomorrow, they owed him another $1 million. So, uh, the, the, the timing had less to do with the trade deadline and more to do with we're not giving this guy another dime.
1: Yeah, that's true. All right. I don't know if you really care to talk about Buffalo, Tennessee. We can if you want to, but I don't know. I'm sure we learned much of anything.
2: Panther covered it. Yeah. Panther. Pan, I mean, Panther, again, the big surprise was after that long layoff that Tannehill looked fucking good, guys. It did. Damn. And, and again, I, I think it was Panther. I got into it about Adam Gates about destroying Tannehill's career early on, and I stand by that. Gase is awful, and he he really held back Tannehill because now you're seeing Tannehill with a guy that trusts him, a guy that just lets him go out and play football, and when he can go out and play football, look what he's doing out there. So I, I applaud him. With, with, with no practices, none, the timing off all that, Tannehill looked like he he, he didn't miss a beat.
3: I thought coming out of college and and it's well documented how much of a um, hater uh, I am of some teams in college football. But when, when this guy came out, he, I I thought he was going to be the real deal. Um, You know, but but he ended up in Miami He ended up with the jets and he just kind of got, he ended up looking like he was just going to be one of those passed around quarterbacks that didn't find his niche. And, you know, he found his niche in Tennessee. They've got, um their franchise guy um but my joke today i mean you put Q up Allen Iverson because everybody in that Tennessee <laughs> locker room is going to be like practice talking about practice we don't need practice what's practice just let's do this virtual thing and go play coach
1: right <laughs> yeah. Yeah, put on the put on the 3d headsets or the virtual reality headsets and just go baby <laughs> ah we're good yeah, yeah let's go yeah jesus All right. So the Titans are now 4-0, but three of their wins, you know, came by a total of six points that are, you know, to teams that are combined 3-11.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, i mean that's what i was saying yesterday Is i going into yesterday i thought they were uh, a little bit playing above their heads but uh, i think the same could be said about buffalo i think we can yeah. say the same thing about buffalo the fact is that they, they were up uh, what was it 28 to 3 on the rams and they barely beat the rams in that game mm. but the rams show up at all in that first half and the rams are the undefeated team and, and the bills are now you know with two losses so um i, I don't know i i think uh I think if you're eyeing up the uh, the AFC East, uh, I know that New England has dealt with some stuff, and and you know they're dealing with COVID and, and Cam. But you tell me that New England still doesn't have a chance to win the East? <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Lock yeah, it up. It, it, it's there for New England,
3: and you know Buffalo. It's still going to come down to their defense. That offense can score, but like I said in the intro, if that defense is going to rely on the offense to bail them out because they're giving up over 28 points per game, um, they're going to endure a few more of these losses. They're, they're going to have to tighten that up. Um, and the other thing last night was the penalties. Their penalty yards equaled their rushing yards. <laughs> they, they couldn't they couldn't run effectively. Uh, they turned the ball over three times, um, and they had you know 10 penalties for 57 yards. So a, a lot of mistakes that Buffalo's got to clean up. They're still a playoff team, but they sure didn't look like it last night.
1: All right. Well, we'll go from one you know, team that was uh, looking really sharp but uh, fell flat, and we'll move over to baseball. We're going to talk about the Houston Astros. Uh, Tampa Bay opened up minus 133. They're minus 135 now, maybe even up to minus
2: 145. I first have to give an apology to the Tampa Bay Rays because I was on them in the first two games, and, and, and my eyes strayed a little bit yesterday. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Tampa Bay. I love you. I really do. This. Is the chance for the Rays to close out the series? The Astros on the brink of elimination. Yeah, you know, I bet Houston yesterday, despite right before the show, what did I say? I was like, wait a minute, is that line getting better for them? Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> I called it right before the show. Guess what's happening today? That line is getting better for the Astros again. And you know, it's even worse, even more money than yesterday is on Houston. So I think it's crazy to think that the Sharps would be so high on a team that Vegas would be like, here, here's a better line for you. Enjoy. We like giving out gifts. And for Houston, they're going to have Zach Granke on the mound. And Tampa's going to have Tyler Glasnow. You I know, mean, has just been a steady pitcher. Not great this year, but good. Good enough to win. And that's what he does. He's 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 come out there and win. And that's what you can say about this. Is- Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, d Proud to say that we're... the best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Ray's team. They they remind me of a certain team in two thousand fifteen. The Mets found a way to win. The Mets. No 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 a team that found a way to win. Oh oh sorry. you yeah, know it seemed that actually was able to put it together and find a way to win. Uh, Granke has a weird history in big games. He has not had a good postseason so far especially ever since he's been seated as the team ace. So I, I mentioned it. I hit on Tampa twice in this series before bailing on them yesterday, but the Astros can't lose them all, right? Maybe they can. It is a tad high for me, but I'm still going to bet Tampa. Mm-hmm. And if I lose, then I'll pull an arch and just bet them tomorrow. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Panther, <laughs> Panther, real quick. Are the Tampa Bay Rays feeling gentlemanly?
3: No, I don't think anybody ever feels gentlemanly. You get a chance to knock this thing out of the park. They can really probably get a few extra days of rest because I don't believe anybody thinks the Braves are going to sweep the Dodgers. So if they can knock out the Astros here, then, then they probably can get two or three extra days rest, set the rotation, get everything the way they want to. But the Astros have been in these games. The score doesn't look like it. And I hate to call one guy out, but it's been Jose Altuve. And he's got a case of the yips. Uh, he can't throw the ball. He can't throw the ball. And in the two games that they've lost, they've matched Tampa Bay um, with their hitting. It's been the errors. They had two errors on Monday, um, and then Altuve, and those were Altuve. Another big error by Altuve yesterday opened up the floodgates, and, and Tampa Bay started um, you know, scoring those runs, they, they brought, brought out uh, Riquide, brought in uh, another reliever. He hit two batters. So, I mean, if you're going to hit batters and you're going to commit errors, your, your hitters are really in a bind to go against that Tampa Bay pitching. The Astros have pretty much done everything wrong uh, to try and win this series, and it hasn't had anything to do with their bats. It's their fielding and their pitching has gotten in their own way. Um, I don't know if today's the day with Drinky. Like Max said, he's not been the ace, even though he's been the designated ace. Probably says something they held him all the way back for Game Four. Um, you know, I, I think this series is probably over. It's not overly chalky. Uh, I'm seeing one one thirty-eight. Maybe it's gotten a little better, but uh, I've made my money off of Tampa. I'm going to continue to make my money off of Tampa because I'm probably going to ride them out here. But I'll take the Rays to finish this series up tonight.
1: Okay. Got it in. It's a little too much for me. I can't quite get there. I do have the Tampa Bay Rays winning, but even that 57.5% implied probability, eh, it's just not quite there. I'm going to lean the race with you guys. No kiss of death. Oh, man. Eh, I just can't get there. I've been riding the race the whole time. Yeah. But uh, it's just they're asking too much, and they're not giving us enough for Houston. Uh, that plus 124, Yeah, it's, it's not there for me. Right. Do you want to look at the total at all? The total in this one, it is, it is, what's going to be like eight and a half? Eight, even. Anybody got a feel? I kind of think.
2: What are you going to say? I I, I kind of like the over. Oh, do you? I kind of like the over here with with Granky on the mound and Glass now gives up three, four runs. Like, you know, if you look at this, I think he's pitched 13 and a half innings in the playoffs. He's given up six runs. He's going to give up three right there. And then Granky. Granky's probably going to give up three. That's six right there. You're, I mean, the over is, is, is close right yeah. there.
1: Max, you're going to be digging in the couch cushions for baseball points. That shit is way deep in the cushions. <laughs> <laughs> it's way deep, but you, you kind
3: of feel like both these teams are kind of overdue to put some runs up. It's been a, a pitching duel, a defensive struggle for the first three games. So you just kind of feel like some runs might be scored today i i don't typically bet these and i don't have a great feel with these two pitchers on the mound but i kind of agree with max i think we might see some runs i wouldn't be surprised if you see something like a a 5 to 4 game or even higher so I, i'll lean the
1: over
2: okay yeah i'm going to lean the under here listen I, I you know i don't do the over unders yesterday but uh usually but yesterday i i said over on that Braves game and you know it's pretty good pretty good on that over on that Braves <laughs> oh, <game>. shit <laughs> Yeah, those
3: vaunted bullpens, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right, so we do have Dodgers Braves. Uh, Dodgers opened up minus 155 and hang the fuck on. They're minus 179 now.
2: Yeah, the Dodgers are down 2-0, but something happened yesterday. They scored runs against a team that wasn't giving up runs. So I know that winning the series is going to be tough, but it's not like teams that have gone down 2-0 haven't won before now going down 30 that would be the the near death knell i just think you know the Braves have yet to lose in the playoffs but it's hard to believe that they're going to sweep a team as good as the Dodgers julio urias has been pretty damn good i think gives la a chance to go out early get a, get an early lead force the Braves to play from behind something that they really haven't done in these playoffs they've, they've only played from uh, from behind once in <laughs> the playoffs um My my biggest eye is on Mookie Betts because he's struggling right now really, really bad. And you got to think that that's going to balance out and he's going to have some positive regression. I always talk about negative regression most of the times. I think with Betts, though, he's playing so under so far in this series that it's bound to go the other way and balance out a little bit. Hopefully, because if not, L.A.'s done. Uh, I'm going to lean the Dodgers here way too chalky. I do think they get it done and win today.
3: Yeah, I'm probably going to beat up a guy that maybe doesn't deserve to get beat up on here right now. But Kershaw, once again, is a no-show when the mm-hmm. Dodgers need him. This time, he wasn't actually on the mound. He's just not on the field. And, I, you know, I don't know if he's ready for game four, but he's not going tonight. You got Julio Urias uh, on the bump against Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright bits a shutout, albeit against the Marlins, his last time out. I don't foresee that happening again tonight. You know, I, w- I was on the Braves just because of the value. There's more, I mean, because like Max said, it's so damn chalky. But that line, that movement, I mean, there is there 1% on the Braves today? It's got to be so much public, so much money on the Dodgers. It probably will continue to get worse. Um, I can't bet them. It's probably a look, you're either lean on the Dodgers, you're either off of them, or bet the Braves from a value perspective. Um, so I'll just lean the Dodgers here because I think they do make it two to one.
1: Yeah, I've got the Dodgers winning too, but not near enough to cover minus one seventy-nine. That's almost sixty-five percent. I there's no chance. I I can't envision a world where the Dodgers actually have a sixty five percent chance to beat the Braves at any point during this series. So I I gotta lean I'm gonna lean the Braves. And there's a little there's a little value there. But I can't get to either side again all right so the total in this one is 11
2: and a half you knew that was going to bounce back mm-hmm. yeah it was seven and a half yesterday eight wasn't it eight and it? a half or it was seven and a half? i think it was seven and okay. a half It opened at yesterday um
3: well that was a kershaw I, on the bump i don't know what it was yeah he, yeah it probably oh, right. him, so. yeah.
2: um was it down it's nine and a half, and a half now Um, at 11, I was way under, uh, nine and a half. I'm still, I I still think under, like, I mean, if if the Dodgers are going to win, they have to put up runs against the Braves. I think they're, they're probably going to have to put up five runs right there. So if, if, if if it's five, four, five, three, I I still have this going slightly under, Mm -hmm. I think the Braves win like five to three.
3: I think there's going to be some runs scored. I don't know if they're going to explode like they did yesterday. Both bullpens. Uh, got hit pretty hard. Well, Kyle Wright, I don't know what to think. Urias, he's been pretty solid. He was 3-0 and with a 3 and quarter ERA. Um, he's pitched well in the playoffs. But I, I just feel like yesterday, just even though it was the bullpens, I think that it was kind of a, a chance for both these teams to get in some hitting practice, if you will. And maybe some more runs are scored tonight. So I'll lean the over on the runs.
1: Yeah, this is tough. I mean, at nine, I'm on the over. Nine and a half, uh, I'm going to lean the under. Ah, fuck. <laughs> it's right there. It's right on the line. I'm just, just ever so slight underplay. All right, so that's it for what we got going on. Do you want to talk about... I got to... Just, I'll just ask you outright. Are the Braves going to win the series or the Dodgers? What's your knee jerk, Max?
2: I think the Braves have a really good chance of winning the series but I'm not burying the Dodgers. I think my my whole thing is it's it's going to be tough to to win 4 games now for LA. Uh, especially the way that the Braves are pitching. So I I'm I'm going to say the Braves more than likely win the series but I don't think it's a slam dunk. Yeah. I I think a team like the Dodgers with their run differential on the season with Them not losing that amount of games, like like you're telling me that they're going to lose, you know, four out of seven in any series in the season. I'd scratch my head at that, right? Um, But the Braves are playing really good. So I'd venture to say that the Braves win the series. But um, if if I think I know the question you're asking, I'd probably stand pat. I'd probably hold.
1: Panther, here's the reason I asked the question, because, you know, way back when, the playoffs started, I made those Dutch bets where we, we picked AL teams and NL teams. I've got money on the Braves. I've got money on the Dodgers. They're giving me a cash out here. Not, I mean, it's not like a lot. Uh, you know, my 20, I bet 25.58. They're offering me $16.08 to cash out on the Braves or the Dodgers. Should I cash out now, get some money back and just ride uh- the Braves?
3: I would look at the other scenario. Can you, buy, can you bet the Dodgers now being down 2-0 and get the plus line? One of those two scenarios is probably true. Um, you could either cash, just take the win, or bet the Dodgers, who are probably going to get a pretty decent plus line right now, being down 2-0, and now you're on the plus side on both sides. So you're saying cash
1: um, out now and then reinvest in the Dodgers now?
3: Okay. I, I think you could
1: probably find some value there. So it's, it's not a bad play. <laughs> uh, let's see what the Dodgers are, real quick, uh, to win the series. The Dodgers are plus 185. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's, not, it's an interesting play. All right. Max, is there anything else you wanted to touch on today?
2: I'll let you guys talk about college football. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm done. There's a
1: little college football game going on. <laughs> All right. Now, Panther and I were already arguing about it offline. So let's see here. We got Coastal Carolina going to Louisiana, Lafayette. Coastal Carolina opened up plus six and a half. They're plus seven and a half now, Panther.
3: Well, so I, you know, I kind of been tracking this things at the beginning of the weeks and started looking at college football. They opened up um, at seven, which, and they're seven and a half. Yeah. So, you know, so, so money in public or money, at least somebody is on Louisiana. But I looked at the law. He looked. Louisiana is getting fat off of that reputation of that big win against Iowa State, which looks even better when Iowa State beats Oklahoma. But their other two wins were not impressive. One was an overtime. The other was a two-point win. And the fact they haven't played since uh, September 26th, I just don't know how high on them I am in this game. Um, Coastal Carolina has been very consistent. They've only been playing Division I football for four years but they're averaging 44 points a game, and it's not because they average 61 game and 24 another. They are legit averaging 44 points a game, giving up 22 against light competition. So not only do I like Coastal Carolina here with the, with the points, I was even – I'm going to look dig a little closer. I was even eyeballing a money line here because I, I just don't know where I sit on Louisiana with that much time off.
1: Money line? Really? Oh boy, I've got Louisiana Lafayette covering the seven and a half and I can't, I I can't get off them. I I, I looked and looked, I can't find a way to get off them. So I do have coastal Carolina as the play. I'd be really careful about a money line, man.
3: It was just a thought. I I mean, if it was a plus, a plus 300 or something, it probably isn't, but uh, I'll take the points but I, I'm telling you, I wouldn't be surprised if Coastal
1: Carolina wins this game outright. It's, uh, what do you catch on the money line? Oh, come on. I click money line. God damn it. Uh, the money line in this one if is, <clears throat> yeah, it's only plus 234. All right, so I got you in Coastal yeah, Carolina. It's not enough. I'll bet. I'll bet. Uh, I'll bet Louisiana, Lafayette, minus the points. And I do like the under. It's 59. I think this one's going under.
3: I think it has to be under, and I think you probably see a score in the the high 20s, probably on both sides, but you get something like 28 to 24, whatever, that's at 52, so uh, yeah, I I like the under as well.
2: Okay,
1: well there you go, we touched on everything under the sun, Max, and uh, that's it.
2: That is it. Support Degeneracy by buying our t-shirts. Over to absolutedegeneracy.com for a link to buy those t shirts. Do we have hats now too? Did I see that we have hats? Yes. We're working on
1: a hat? There is. no, no. We, uh, we enabled the hats. So we have hats for, I think, for all the designs now.
2: Hats for bats, ladies and gentlemen. We got hats for bats. You can get that at absolutedegeneracy.com. Find a link there. Make sure to download the DGen's app. Android, iOS, let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks. You can listen to us on that app, run Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod, Amazon Podcast, Google Pod, Podcast Attic, TuneIn, Podtail and iHeartRadio. No matter where you listen to the police, hi, it's comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode for the second time this week. Panther, take us home.
3: Uh, We're going to take us home. I think I might have found my schneid here on uh, baseball. 2-0 yesterday. Really whiffed on those Buffalo Bills. They really let me down, but... Um, hey, we, we keep it honest here. It was a bet them all, a bet them all. No, I didn't bet them because the damn Dodgers too chalky. Uh, I like the Rays. Follow me on the Rays. Let me know what you did yesterday. What you did yesterday when it's all said and done, kids. Let's all make some money,
2: fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations.